If you think you can make it through business without any mistakes, think again. This business journey is a journey with many twists and turns. You never quite know what's around the corner. But when it comes to hitting those bumps in the road, it's all about how you handle them and how you come out the other side stronger. So in this episode today, I'm sharing with you some of my very own fails as a teacher, as a studio owner, and exactly what I recommend when I coach studio owners through their quote unquote failures that keeps them moving forward. Well, hi there. I'm Sarah Glanfield. I'm a business and marketing strategist just for boutique fitness studio owners like you. If you're ready to be inspired and make a bigger impact, you're in the right place. All you need are a few key strategies, the right mindset, and some support along the way. Join me as I share the real life insights that will help you grow a sustainable and profitable studio. This is the Pilates Business Podcast. Welcome back to the Pilates Business Podcast. I'm Saran, and I have to say thank you so much for joining me here today and listening in on this big topic that um, makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> Maybe you feel the same way, honestly. Um, this topic is, is something that I find, you know, we should probably be talking about a little bit more. And that topic is failure. We don't talk about failing enough as entrepreneurs. And the reality is that everybody faces it. Everybody, it happens to everyone all the time. Um, so we shouldn't be hiding it because I think that's where a lot of the issue lies <laughs> with how you can handle it best. Um, to be honest, you know, um, failure is a strong word. And I think that, you know, the more you kind of come to terms with getting comfortable that there are going to be bumps in the road. Um, the more that you become accepting that stumbling and um, hitting bumps in the road is a natural part of the business building journey. And it's the way that you approach those periods of time, those failures or those bumps in the road um, and how that affects your business, not the actual kind of failure in of itself. And so I want to talk to you today about, um, about failures that I have experienced and, and share some specific ways that I have not done so well in my own kind of journey as an entrepreneur and, and in the corporate world and, 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 you know, what I've learned from it that has um, made my business perhaps even stronger and perhaps made me perhaps a better business owner. So I have to say in the past 10 years of owning my own business, and I can't believe it's been that long, but it has. Um, actually, I think it's been a little bit longer than that now, but um, I've had some, some, some great, great months, um, great weeks, great quarters and great years, but I've also had some major misses. And I have to say, I have learned more from those things or those periods of time where things did not go so well. Um, then I learned from the times when things were going swimmingly. <laughs> now, the mistakes that I've made along the way and the things that have perhaps failed for me, not, not worked out so well, have ultimately made me a better business owner, truly. And I want to share some of those things with you um, later on in, in, in this episode. But 
First of all, I want to talk a little bit about failure and why it can be a really good thing for you and your business. If you've ever done any sort of mindset work around business ownership and entrepreneurship, you'll know that there is a ton of research out there on um, you know, specifically how to think about failure. Um, and if you've ever done any work or, around the growth mindset, you'll know that um, you have to sort of accept failure will happen and it accept it as a good thing happening to you. And, and there's an article that um, a really well-known careers website, um, which I'm going to link to in the show notes, actually, they actually took a deep dive into what failure really means um, when it comes to your career and, and why it's important to success um, and long-term success and how we can stand to learn from our failures. And, and it spoke specifically about challenges in the workplace, right? Because we can have failures in lots of different places in life, but you know, when it comes, you know, we, we're, we're here to our business. <laughs> so I want to talk about how, um, you know, these, these ideas about around, um, failure and failing in our world and how that impacts our business. And in particular, this article that I mentioned explains that failure leads to success um, for some pretty specific and, and quite important reasons. And there are three that I want to share with you today. Um, so first of all, failure gives you space to change direction, to redirect and to innovate in your business, right? When we try something and it doesn't work, we give it an opportunity to perhaps try again and think about it differently. We, we now have something that we didn't have before, which is perspective. We have a new perspective on that thing that we were trying to make work, right? And when we're in that moment and we have that perspective on that thing that isn't working so well, it activates that part of our brain, our critical and analytical thinking and that actually can often lead, often lead to new or even better ideas, right? Now, this works really well if you give yourself the space to think, to redirect, and to innovate, and to allow your critical thinking skills to shine and come through. Second of all, failure actually cultivates courage and resilience. I'm going to talk about this in a bit more in a moment, but this really resonated me with me this so much because there are, you know, these are these are these are really some of the traits that we hope to to give to our clients when they practice Pilates or yoga or fitness with us. And you know, this particular article actually explained that failure is often a beginning, not an end. How, how much of a flip does that make for your brain, right? Failure is a beginning, not an end. So failing is actually an opportunity to test our resolve and discover that we can come out the other side of it stronger and braver and more ready than ever to accomplish what we want to achieve. And finally, failure gives you the opportunity to gain wisdom. This isn't the old standby when it comes to failure, but for good reason. We really, really do learn from our failures. We become wiser. We bring that experience forward with us into the next project, into the next problem, and into that next solution. So failure is not only a good thing. In fact, if it's viewed through the right lens, it can be seen as a tremendous opportunity. And this is something that once you kind of make this shift, it can become true in life and in business. And, you know, I would even take it this sort of a step further where, you know, if you are not hitting stumbling blocks, if you're not perhaps hitting any bumps in the road, then maybe that's a sign that you are perhaps not 
pushing yourself and challenging yourself um, to the point where, you know, you could be, you could be if you wanted to be, right? So if, and, 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 and on, the, on the flip side of that, if you are um, expecting to have no failures, then, and, and to not hit any stum- stumbling blocks or never to have anything that, you know, any, anything that sort of defeats you, then you're going to be holding yourself back from a lot of possibility and opportunity. Whereas if you come into this world of business and entrepreneurship with a fully open mind and you embrace these things that pop up and you are willing to adapt and you know that you have the ability to adapt and evolve alongside these bumps in the road that will inevitably happen, then you'll find that you start to just feel much more comfortable with just going after those opportunities, with just pursuing those amazing ideas that you have, right? And I think a lot of this comes from just getting comfortable with perhaps making the decision that isn't 100% perfect and being okay with that anyway. So I want to tell you a little story because this kind of, I might go off on a little bit of a tangent, but I want to share this with you. So not that long ago, I was on holiday on vacation in Italy and we were driving on our way back home. We were driving to the airport. We'd rented a car. And um, as we were heading to the airport, uh, we hit some traffic. And, you know, we had Google Maps up. You know, we saw the red lines. They got redder and redder and redder. The time to our destination got longer and longer and longer. And this was making us a little bit nervous. As, and, you know, as I'm sure you would do if you're in the, you know, the, uh, I wasn't in the driver's seat, but I was, <laughs> I was a navigator for all intents and purposes. And I, I, I pulled out, you know, pulled out my the Google maps and I, I re uh, input the destination to see if there was another way, see if there was a way that was going to get us there faster. Um, and, you know, we actually, you know, we're able to redirect and we we're able to make it work and, you know, we were, we're able to make it to the airport on time. Right. And all of this pretty amazing technology that we have at our fingertips that we have got ever, ever so reliant on and ever so comfortable with, um, it helps us to really optimize our travel, but it also takes away some of these very small but significant opportunities for working through potential failures, right? In fact, you know, although it might be saving us time and keeping us safe, it's also kind of wrapping us in cotton wool because we are, there's not that many opportunities there to make a mistake, right? Because we've got our, you know, sometimes you have a female voice and sometimes you have a male voice, but when you're listening to Google Maps and it's telling you that you are going to be leaving your highway in 1.2 miles, then you you know, you're going to be, you're going to be able to pull over and get in the right lane. And, you know, you're never going to be scrambling or perhaps trying to find a U-turn to turn it back around. Right. Um, now some of you listening won't remember a time without Google maps. And some of you will remember, you know, printing out maps from MapQuest. Remember those days or even buying map books from the bookstore. If you want to do a road, road trip, right. Before the data told us what traffic was like, we would allow roughly the right amount of time that we thought it would take us. And, you know, before that, the Google Maps told us that we need to exit the highway in 1.2 miles, we'd, we'd be a lot more aware of our surroundings. And perhaps we would also be slightly less anxious when we saw traffic, when we missed that turning, because, you know, it has happened more than once. It happened quite often, actually. And, you know, when you miss that turning, you know, you you don't just kind of keep going. You don't just, you know, slam on the brakes. You don't just stop, right? You, you, you kind of 
miss the turning, you, you, you figure out how to turn back around and you figure out how to reach a destination, perhaps via a different route, or you try again, right? And in business, you just can't expect to make every turn, right? You, you'll miss a few turnings here and there. Um, and for many, many reasons, but mostly because no one has walked the exact shoes that you are wearing in your business. So you have to keep an open mind. And in case you need more convincing that failure can lead to success, I want to look at, share with you just a few um, examples of, of people who have failed um, first before they got to where they were today. I know, I know that these are cliche stories because, you know, this is sort of that sort of, we hear it a lot, but there is, I just want to remind you of these stories because people do fail often. And, um, the, uh, there's a few, a few, a few examples, including, um, Sir James Dyson, where, you know, he founded that incredible, um, vacuum brand Dyson. He made many prototypes until he made one that worked. In fact, he made 5,126 prototyped before he found one that worked. It's a lot, right? I imagine failing 5,126 times. <laughs> You know, then we have J.K. Rowling. We all know who she is, the one of the highest paid authors, thanks to the Harry Potter series. You know, and when she began writing, she was rejected by many, many publishers before being picked up. And then we've got, you know, Oprah. She's so successful, we don't even have to say her last name. But her first TV anchor job ended up in being fired outright. And look at her now. So, you know, there is a lot of perseverance that happens in business. And the more open you are to um, being aware of the way that you feel around failure and when you hit stumbling blocks, what your reaction is. Um, being awareness, I think, is being aware of what that looks like to you, I think, is the first step towards moving through that. Um, but ideally, we want to get to a place where we're kind of like, all right, cool. Here's a little problem. What should we do about it? Where should we go next? Right. Now I did promise that I was going to get personal and I will, I don't do this very often, but I wanted to share a few things that have happened in my business journey from, you know, working in my first um, career out of university in the corporate environment to becoming a teacher within another studio, to becoming a home studio owner, to becoming a studio business coach. You know, I've done a lot during that time that perhaps didn't work out quite as well as I wanted some of the things that happened um, were foreseeable if I had been a bit more aware and some things weren't at all. In fact, you know, in hindsight, I do believe that all of these twists and turns, um, have brought me to where I am today. And I'm sure that if you look back, you feel the same way. And, and I think that's sort of how we should look at what comes next in our business. Right. And in hindsight, all of these stumbles, all of these things that came up for me that, we know at the, at the time were not particularly enjoyable, right? These aren't fun necessarily. Usually they're not, right? But this is when I learned the most about, about myself and about where opportunities exist and, and how to grow through them. So I think I'm going to share with you, first of all, um, when I first started out, you know, I see this as a very common. Um, when I first started my business, I actually had a lot of ideas for how I wanted to work with my clients, how I, as a teacher, this is, um, I actually used to take the subway to and from a studio and in, 
as I was on the subway, I'd always get a ton of ideas for how I wanted to work with clients, um, programs I wanted to run, um, uh, different, different ways I wanted to teach things. Um, and I used to carry a little red notebook with me and I would get all these ideas on the subway and I would sit down to, and on, on the way to, and on the way home from the studio and write down all my ideas, um, in this little red notebook. And I'd forgotten all about it until I came across it, um, <laughs> about six months ago. And, and I read through it and I, I found that, you know, there was some really great ideas in there, like fantastic ideas. And the ideas weren't the fail at all. You know, I love that whole kind of very creative um, process of coming up with ideas and writing them down and thinking them through. But the problem was, in hindsight, was that I was just thinking about ideas. I wasn't thinking about action. Um, I didn't have a clear focus. I didn't have a process for figuring out how to prioritize those ideas. I didn't have a process for thinking about how to turn those ideas into action. So it took me much longer than it probably should have to get any of those ideas going. And right now, as, um, and as I'm talking about this, I'm kind of giggling, giggling to myself because I just finished working on a new quarterly planner for my Thrive members, <laughs> which takes everyone inside Thrive um, and puts them through their very own, creates their very own 90-day plan that takes them from coming up with those ideas and putting them into action um, on a weekly basis. So it's just kind of funny how, you know, kind of come full circle. But the reality is that back then I could have done a lot more faster had I taken the time to not just come up with ideas, but actually think about how I could put them into action. Um, the next fail I want to share with you is one that I also see um, often. And it's, a, it's, it's kind of a tricky one because you don't really quite, there's not, there's not a sort of a definitive line as to when this becomes um, a problem. <laughs> and that is the problem of saying yes to a lot of things or a lot of people. And, you know, I think that the, the challenge really is that when you start out doing anything, I think it's, I actually think it's really important to say yes a lot because you want to, you want to learn as much as you can, as fast as you can. And that means you want to say yes to teaching as many clients as you can, because you want to get experience and different people and different times and different places perhaps. And so, you know, that led to working in multiple studios and working at different times of day in multiple studios and going back and forth. And yeah, it was a lot. Um, and what happened was, you know, ultimately I realized this probably was unsustainable, but this is something that comes up over and over again, where when you are, you know, when you, when you are, have that entrepreneurial spirit and you want to learn and you want to grow, you know, that saying yes is going to only support you and only help you. But there's a, it's very challenging to figure out where the point comes where you kind of have to start saying no and where you have to perhaps draw those boundaries. And I have to say, this is still a problem for me personally, because I do tend to say yes to a lot of people. I do want to help a lot of people. I'm sure you are the same. And if you can, you do, right? And so, you know, this is, you know, this is, this is now why if you, you know, that you I'll often set, catch up on emails late at night, like I know many of you do too. Um, and this is something that, you know, I am working on trying to change a little bit because um, the reason, you know, I want to be able to be um, 
have the energy for my clients in my business. I like, I'm sure you do too. And it's not just about the time. It's about the energy as well. Your time is incredibly valuable, but so is your energy. And so as soon as you start to see that sliding, that's when it's time, I think, to set some boundaries. And I think that's a challenging one to figure out on your own, <laughs> isn't it? So, you know, I have to say, you know, I work with, with studio owners and, and I'm not just focused on building those revenue numbers at all. I want to help you build a business that is fulfilling for you, that is enjoyable for you and that is sustainable, that you will enjoy being a part of for a really long time. So boundaries are super, super important. So, and that I think leads quite nicely into the next kind of big lesson. And I, I'm going to call it a lesson because I think that I learned the hard way through perhaps trying to do a lot of things myself, um, that it's really important to get help. Even a little bit of help can go a really long way in the business and getting as much help as you can afford to um, is important as well. And that's really important. I want to, I'd love to see you get as much help as you can afford to in hiring other people to do work that perhaps um, you don't specialize in or things that you don't love doing, or perhaps you perhaps know that you're not doing as good of a job as someone else could be doing. The sooner you can outsource, the sooner you can afford to outsource or delegate, the better. Now, the caveat to that is, yes, there are some things that only you can do, um, but there is an awful lot that you can share as well. And I think the hard part for many in that kind of whole process is you might realize that you, you may need to hire or you, you know you can't do it all. You know you've only got you know, one pair of hands and, um, and 24 hours in a day, um, but it's a challenge knowing where to start in finding the right person or figuring out the right role that you're going to hire into or how to train that person, how to make sure they're going to do the right job and the job right, I should say. So there's a lot of stumbles that come through that, but all you have to do is take that step forward and go in that in, and, and along the way, you will figure out that next step and the next step and the next step. So if you can, I would suggest you get a little bit of help um, as early as possible in your business. Now, finally, I think I spent a lot of time in the early years of my entrepreneurial career meandering, right? Um, and like I said, coming up with a lot of ideas and um, it did, it, it, I kind of knew what I wanted to do ultimately, but again, it came down to prioritizing the time. Um, and once I got super clear and once I, I think the key was actually committing to the type of business I wanted, who I wanted to work with and how I wanted to work with them. That's when I was able to really move forward with intention and purpose rather than spinning my my wheels, really doing things that I thought I should be doing or spending time on busy work. And I think that it's, it, once you kind of commit to what you want, you also have to be willing to let go of other things, things that perhaps we have been told or are led to believe are things that we should be doing, um, even though they may not be things that make any sense to us. So there's, it's not just about getting clear on what you want. It's also about saying, okay, well, that means that, you know, I can't do that as well. Um, and that's, that's absolutely okay. So there's a lot of lessons that you learn along the way. And all of these things that I've shared with you today 
um, about my experience and the experience that I've seen um, amongst the studio owners that I work with, I think I hope will help you to perhaps see that it's not just this sort of like upward linear path of success. Um, that you know the folks who have gotten to where they are, who you see as perhaps um, leaders in that industry, or perhaps people who um, have successful businesses, whether that's in our industry or in other industries, they have got there because probably they have hit some bumps along the way and learned from them. Because we all have mistakes that will happen. We all have failures that will happen. There absolutely will be bumps in the road. It is 100% inevitable. But here's the secret truly is you get to choose whether you see those bumps in the road as something that's going to stop you or whether you are willing and able to adapt and evolve and learn. And then, in fact, they're not failures at all. They're there just to help you get to the next level. And the key is that those periods of time aren't what define you. They don't outweigh your successes. And in fact, those things can actually lead to greater successes when you're willing to adapt and evolve and try again. They're there to teach you so that you can keep going with some new knowledge, perhaps some new skills, and probably a little bit more resilience as well. So going back to Oprah, she had um, an incredible quote that I think I want to share with you to end this episode today. And that is, there is no such thing as failure. Failure is just life trying to move us in another direction. So the next time you're faced with failure in your business, perhaps some bumps in the road, perhaps a period of time where you feel defeated, frustrated, or stuck, please remember that you are not alone. This is part of a process. And the best way to handle it is to learn from it and apply what you learn to make your business better moving forward. So there you have it, some insights into why those bumps in the road can be very, very positive, particularly inside your business. And a lot of what I work on with the studio owners inside of Thrive is giving them op options, giving them strategies, giving them ideas for ways that they can work through some of those challenges that pop up. And in fact, this is exactly the reason why I created Thrive in the first place, because there is no such thing as building a business in a vacuum where nothing else is around you that can affect you. There's always going to be things that pop up, whether it's having a teacher leave or wanting to hire a teacher, whether it's finding a new studio location or perhaps, perhaps selling a business, perhaps buying a new business, perhaps getting new clients, perhaps managing a large influx of clients, or maybe perhaps having a lull of clients and you want to fix that. So there are always going to be these things that pop up. And whether it is in your business or in your personal life, you're always going to need to find ways to move forward and adapt and evolve. And, you know, when I say that I help my studio owners inside of Thrive to build fulfilling businesses that serve them, this is 100% um, what we do. Whether you are someone, you know, I've got some studio owners right now inside of Thrive who are um, wanting to take some time out of their business because absolutely that's what they should be doing and that's what they want to do. And there's no reason why they shouldn't, as long as they have those resources and the strategies and the processes in place to remove themselves from their business, there's absolutely no reason why they can't take time out. I've got people inside who want to run their business remotely. Absolutely 
totally possible. I've got people inside who want to downsize their business and I've got people inside who want to up, upsize their business. And, you know, it, it all is around, is, is based off of what is, what your goals are and what you want to get out of your business. But regardless of your goals, you have to come into this world knowing that there are going to be bumps in the road. And when there are those bumps in the road, you have to be looking for ways to adapt, evolve and move forward. So I hope this gave you some insight into why and how to learn and keep moving forward and growing both professionally and personally. If you really enjoyed what you heard today, I'd be so incredibly appreciative if you could take a quick minute and go to wherever you're listening to this and rate and review this podcast. It would mean a ton to me and also help get this podcast out into our community so that more teachers and more business owners just like you can feel supported and encouraged and inspired on their journey in our industry. Did you love this episode and want more? Head to spring3.com and check out my free resources that will help you run a profitable and fulfilling studio business. And before you go, one last reminder, there is no one way to do what you do, only your way. So whatever it is that you want to do, create or offer, you've got this. Thanks again for joining me today and have a wonderful rest of your day. Ooh.